0: So, talking about, uh, you know, those bands and and growing up in that, what do you think was the band, excuse me, that, like, at that time, I'm I'm not talking about, like, music that influenced you much later in your life that you can say, well, you know, over a 20-year period, like, like mm-hmm. Soundgarden, for example, is like you know big for both of us. It's like you know, yeah, I mean, that's a big catalog. But what was the first one you think that was kind of? And I hate to put the moniker or the label alternative to it, but what was a band that was kind of like out of the norm for you? That was the first one that you kind of locked into and like obsessed mm. about. Well, I got one in mind, but I'm just saying like one okay. one that you were just like, wow, this is for me it was jane's addiction probably yeah that's a good one um that's a good one it, i i got really obsessed with everything perry farrell um for a while and bought that was the one where it's like it wasn't just a good get at the record store it was once i got it you know once i got like uh at first i think it was nothing shocking and it was like mm-hmm. after that point I, was like, I have to seek out everything that these guys did you know, and I have yeah. to know, and it, it just it, it just consumed my music for a good year. You know, well, I
1: I don't think people today
0: understand how game changing Jane's Addiction no, was. It was crazy, and I actually got lucky enough that they they went on tour to support uh, Ritual of Daily Habitual, you know. And we heard uh, Ben Caught Stealing uh, hit MTV. And it was one of those bands mm-hmm. like, they're never going to come here. You know, they're never going to come to like the Midwest. Right. And they fucking did. And they came to Davenport, Iowa. And or, or it was one of the quad cities. Like, they're all real close together. But, but I drove up to that show mm-hmm. with a learner's permit. <laughs> <laughs> I was still a kid. <laughs> Didn't have a license and took mm-hmm. like my my good buddy Dale, um, up there. And it was, but you can't miss that show. You can't. And I was like, we're going, we've got to figure out a way to go. We've got to go. And it's like, my brother was going to ACDC shows and stuff. So my, my, my siblings were allowed to go to concerts and it was about the time that I was allowed to go to a concert. And I lied and said, I wasn't driving, but you know, I said an older friend was, but I took me and an even younger friend, like by a year, with a learner's permit up there. And it was fucking crazy. I, I mean, we walked in there and there's like I remember this guy who sounded like the um Italian ice salesman at a Renaissance festival. You know, <laughs> okay. but instead of, but instead of screaming Italian ice, he was screaming doses. Doses of LSD for <laughs> oh, sale. No. Who wants LSD? You know, and we didn't partake, but I luckily, or, well, fuck, I, I kind of knew that if I did, there was no way I was going home, you know. But here's a guy literally barking in front of the whole crowd selling LSD, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, this is a little different from the White Snake show I went to. <laughs> uh, I
1: remember, yeah, well, goodness. My first big concert was Monsters of Rock.
0: Yes. but And they kind of diversified around that time, too. They were the, you know, Metallica, anyway, was there.
1: Right. That was like the, the, the one that stood out that was like a little bit different right. from the rest
0: of them. It wasn't just Scorpions or, you know.
1: And I'm, oh, man, the Metallica fans were just rabid, there for Metallica. Rabid
0: fans. Every time I've been to a Metallica yeah. show, also, rabid fans.
1: I, I just remember the Metallica like one dude that was close to me that was just like,
0: Metallica! <laughs> Fuck Van Halen! <laughs> Fuck Van Halen! He's kind of right. Metallica!
1: <laughs> master of Puppets!
0: Right. He's kind of right. <laughs> and I was just like, and then you, Yeah, then but him.
1: I'm... I want to see Van Halen too. <laughs>
0: anyway, but. but I mean, come on. No right. Master of Puppets is pulling your strings versus jump oh it's a great jump it's it's not the same
1: you know (laughs) and van halen's one of those bands that um
0: oh i still listen to him one
1: of those that you have to admit or i have to admit to be more specific like now i really liked him yeah yeah we've talked about that and i'm not ashamed to say i I like sammy better than dave I'm
0: i'm in a camp where i'm split well, I mean, I just, you know, we talked about the pizza thing earlier. It's it, to me, it's it's just different. It's mm-hmm. just different. And mm-hmm. I'm fine with it.
1: Oh, no, there's still some incredible stuff yeah. that came out during the Dave era. But I, I think for me, I just appreciate Sammy Hagar more as a musician. It sounds and bad because
0: I know that people tell me and people have me and said there's so many better songs, but I really like Pound Cake. That's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, it's it good. A drill on the guitar, and... the <laughs> drill. Yeah, plus the right? plus the Weary. chicken. in that video. Yeah. Super hot. <laughs> Home Home grown grown now that's a woman. Yeah, still cooking up that old time <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's fucking killer. Be, yeah. Even, yeah. even well, I mean, you know, it, there's nothing to say that, that's wrong about San Diego Garcia or your career earlier, really, you know, with like fucking Montrose and um, yeah, the amazing shit. I mean, it, yeah, it's kind of funny how like uh, in my nephew was, you know, talking about his dad passed away and he was my uncle and um loved him to death. But he was like, you know, one of my, my dad's favorite band was Van Halen and and it was a few months after he passed, Christmas came around. I bought him a Montrose album. He'd never heard it. And it was like uh, mm. Hot Sweet Sticky and Bad Motor Scooter and all those songs. And he was like, wow, that's a really amazing record. Thank you, Uncle John. Really? Yeah, Montrose was yeah, awesome. Were, yeah, they had something going on. But what do you think, really? I mean, be, beyond the mainstream, like what you heard on, you know, the 97X type uh, radio station. What was your kind of first alternative to that kind of rock? That was your lock in. What what was your jeans addiction? To my jeans addiction. Mm. You think it was Anthrax? Man, I'm I'm trying to go
1: back right. And what's hard for me is I I have to kind of work my mind right. in reverse.
0: And, like, I can think of bands, but I'm like, wait... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not talking about the best band you ever... Or not the best band you ever discovered. I'm talking about the original one that made you say, hey, there's something else out there. And it's not just... And it's not just... Zeppelin. It's not just... You know... It's not just... Aircraft. Maybe... Yeah. And I was
1: never, like... I, I always appreciated them. But I, I don't know if... um. I was ever like a super fan, but like yeah. they might be giants. I kind of remember like yeah, watching them on MTV and right. going, "There's nothing like yeah. this." Huh. Anna Ang—that yeah. was the first one. Anna Ang and I are getting old. Uh, I haven't walked yep. in the glow of each other, or even chasing. Dead Milkman. Yeah, um, yeah. Ooh, that's a good one too. Yeah, that was a there? little bit before them. I still remember just kind of cruising around with friends in the middle of the night and listening to like yeah. Night of the Living Redneck. Yeah. Dead Milkman did that for me.
0: Yeah. Or- Suicide, he's absolutely uh, fucking, uh, you know, Anthrax and um, doing the rap rock crossovers and stuff like that. Anthrax was big. Yeah. Yeah. That and was then, I mean, fun. of course, there's all sorts of metal, too. I mean, as far as being a metal head, it was like, except and testament and uh some of those bands you know slayer of course i mean that, that's a that's on the nose
1: right but then when you get into the late 80s it's really interesting in the early 90s is that there are these bands that were really at the time they were kind of lumped up with the yeah. metal bands and they weren't really metal bands nope. But nobody knew where to place them. Like I saw, you know, Soundgarden opening for Danzig. Maybe. But I, I remember, you know, Soundgarden opened for Danzig. Faith No More opened for Guns N' Roses.
0: See, that's the thing. And you've told me about like those shows in the past, and I'm envious of that, is you got in on a lot of concerts.
1: Like, I got to see some shows that, like, it's before not before those guys
0: ever yeah. like were on MTV or anything else. You got to see some of those intros at Mississippi Nights and other places, it's like you know, seeing
1: Mississippi Nights was a great venue. It, was. Yeah. I, it It hurts me to know that
0: it's not there anymore. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Head PE, I saw them there, and uh, nobody knew them. They were they were fucking amazing. I you know, um, I met Kid Rock there. Back before he mm-hmm. was anybody. It was before he was doing his like, I drink whiskey and drive a truck, like his country crossover shit or whatever. He was doing like real, like, I don't know, hip hop based metal. Right? No, he's a talented Dude, guy. That guy, and that's I tell you those that guy can hop around that fucking stage. He can play every instrument on that stage and did. He was like, he had his feet up on the turntables, like squatted and was like mixing and shit and then would jump off and grab a guitar and then grab a bass and do a solo on all of them you know and then it, people were just like what the fuck i mean he was an amazing musician and um it, it, it was a monster magnet show mm. monster magnet was headlining and i love fucking monster magnet and uh but monster magnet was about to come on after him head pe opened, which i loved and once they came off i ran over and I had some yeah really dirt marijuana that I brought to smoke with them, and sure. they obliged me and they kind of acted like, oh, thank you for the thank for the shitty but way. um <laughs> right, like, hey, is it green's like nah, it's kind of brown. they're like, oh we'll okay they took a hit <laughs> passed the back, those guys were amazing, but then uh fucking after kid Rock came off, I was like. He went backstage and left. I was like, he's going out to his bus. And I know where his bus is. So even though I really wanted to hear master Monster I ran outside to meet him. And and I don't know how tall he is, but he's kind of a tiny man, you know, short dude. And uh, I brought up a, a, a $2 bill that I had in my wallet of all things. And I, I was like, man, can you sign this? He signed it and he was like, man, that's the first piece of money I ever signed in my life. That's cool yeah so it was like oh that's that's nice and uh talked to him for a few minutes and you know talked about detroit for a little bit nice guy super nice guy but uh amazing yeah his his musical talent uh, as far as his ability to play instruments everything was i you know i i'm not a big fan of a lot of the shit he did later but um still a nice guy and uh very talented i, I won't knock him for that
1: no that's kind of a one of uh, that's A thing that i i I, as i get older it's easier for me to go there appreciate right to just be able to say like artists that don't fit into the mold of what i would normally enjoy right but i can still look at them go yeah they're really good like justin timberlake talented motherfucker
0: oh yeah there's a lot i'm never gonna buy him. one of
1: his albums but god
0: damn that dude is talented i'm probably never gonna buy one of his albums but i will admit i bought some of his mp3s right at <laughs> a book piece you know the old me is dead and gone and, and him doing shit like ti he, he's fucking great i mean he, he, talented dude um uh Speaking of and he's
1: funny too, and yeah, that pisses is. me off. I'm like, God damn it. You are a super talented <laughs> singer. You can dance. You're really good looking. You're funny. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's good. Yeah. yeah. He's
0: you, you know what though? Justin
1: Timberlake, you can come on the podcast oh, anytime you, you want. Will- <laughs> we'll give you some I- shit. But we would yeah. love to have well, you, you know,
0: absolutely though. One big part of that is I'm sure when you're that famous. And you have that much money; it's pretty easy that things become a little absurd, and you can have fun and laugh, you know. And uh, that helps, right. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, people are just talented in general. It's like we, we were talking, you know, to Chris Lowry the other night, and he was talking about uh, being friends with, uh, um, um, oh, <laughs> who am I thinking of? Um, uh, from the Spin Doctors, uh, Chris Barron. That it. Yeah, and and talking about yeah, him being uh, maybe on the podcast, and uh, but uh, yeah, I mean talking about him being on the podcast, and I started looking up his uh, um, some of his work that he's been doing. and He's awesome. Yeah, I mean Chris is right; he's a very talented guy. Um, yeah, talented guy. Um, but uh, and I do wonder about that. It'll be interesting to talk to him and and see. You know, I don't know. I mean, the guy's a multi-platinum selling musician. You know, I mean, Spin Doctors were huge. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, yeah. And I'm and not saying Oh, anything. yeah. I like the big. song. It was, it was, you know, the song said Little Miss Can't Be Wrong and, uh, you know, catchy. Two Princes, things like that. Um, I I don't want, I, I wasn't, I'm I, sorry, I didn't buy the records. They were catchy. I liked them and enjoyed them. Um, but I do know that there's been like some aspect of like his music becoming sort of a joke as kind of cliche nineties music. Um, but you know, the one thing I can think of, did you see the Sarah Silverman show episode where, uh, where, uh, what's his name? The comedian who's on there. Mm-mm. Um, oh God, I can't think of him. He's a, he's a big metal head. Uh, uh, comedian um oh jeez right
1: oh is he the kind of big goofy dude oh
0: shit it's gonna bug me to death the
1: beard i know who you're talking about
0: Uh, everyone will know who you're talking about i'm gonna find it just a second Hold on, we'll cut this out. Uh, Brian Posehn, right? Yeah, we're Brian Posehn, but there, there's an episode Brian Posehn plays a character of he's, he's a gay guy. No, 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 I'm thinking the husband you, but... or, or, or significant other, anyway, in Sarah Silverman's show, or where. where they're uh <clears throat> you know, just like the, the Sarah Silverman show. And uh, his he always like puts his headphones on or puts his iPod, you know, on. He's like, Yeah, I'm going to work. And he's always wearing like a slayer shirt or something. And his buddies convinced that he's just like a total metalhead. Um his his partner finds his iPod at one point, and, like right. puts, puts his headphones on. <laughs> right. And the and the only song <laughs> oh yeah 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 i've seen spin this Doctors, yes um and he's um, listening two to princes, the biggest and and pussy like ass shit. <laughs> copies of two princes and that's all he listens to apparently when he's gone and it's like i don't even know you i don't know what's going on i thought you were a metalhead the only thing that's on your ipod is two princes by the spin doctor <laughs> You see the cut scene where he's like running around town, and he's dancing to it. <laughs> shit. It's <laughs> a good song. What do you want from me? Oh, I thought you were a metal guy. It's one of the things that attracts me to you. You know, it's a good it's song. Like it's guilty pleasure,
1: you know. <laughs> but that's a thing like and I I feel bad, like what are those art- artists we all have them? We all have those artists that we really like that we don't necessarily want the world to know that we're checking them out and i I have worked to get past that and i don't i don't think i'm nearly as bad i'll pretty much tell you anything i listen to and justify
0: why i do it and i got to admit one thing about like two princes and like hearing that on like the the alternative radio station there was a time for a while and you know i sorry chris baron if you're listening to this and want to be on the show but there was a time after a while that I was rolling my eyes and I was like, oh this one again.
1: Right, but don't you think
0: that they're <laughs> no. probably at the same I time? I don't think that's his but, fault. Yeah. Right. It's not his fault. It's it's overplay on radio. Absolutely it is. It's, it's like because I, I will say that I absolutely enjoyed it many other times. But then it was like, oh Christ, you can you know, can you please just let up?" and it wasn't the song, it wasn't the music, it was just radio milking shit way too hard and being like okay you know part of this is like you, you play anything you play your favorite music you're gonna get you tired know, of. It. if everyone, you're eating pizza you're every day even if it's your it.
1: favorite meal you're gonna get sick exactly of you're gonna get
0: tired of it but i will say also i listened to some of his stuff uh since i uh listened since we talked to chris last night and, and his like his new stuff and you know i i don't even know if it's new stuff but like stuff that he's doing now and, and chris talked about it acoustically it's nice it's it's like really a singer songwriter um you know just more down to earth groovy rock and roll you should give it a listen it's it's really good shit yeah, i'll check it out um well so you know we're still looking forward to say you know you know we hate to you we hate for you to be Chris, if you're listening, we we hate for you to be a butt of a joke at all. We we don't want that to be. No, radio. we don't want to make you. A we're joke. not. Yeah, we're not trying to say that at all. I'm not saying, oh, you know, Ugh. but I mean, no, not at all. It's if anything, some of that was just victimization by right. media and
1: I. And honestly, stations. I would
0: be. Really I've never been happy interested about to
1: hear, that, hear too, that story, you know, because I, I could imagine fans
0: of, you know. It's like fuck, you know. Maybe back off playing that song a little bit because you know we we need some space.
1: And but I remember uh, hearing that about um, one of my bands that I really like from that one of those that oh people you know give me shit about occasionally, and I yeah I get it, um, but extreme. Oh wow! Right. Yeah. Fucking well, more fuck than Jimmy words. With, yeah, Jimmy Fallon. That Jack was Orchard, a huge hit. 100.
0: Yeah, it's a great song. It yep. was a really good
1: song And guess what Those guys can play I've seen them a few times
0: and Oh, Nuno Betancourt? I mean, fuck I mean, yeah Guitar Virtuoso I mean, he's, he's incredible Yeah He's incredible Gary Sharon. You yeah. can
1: see why he was the third singer of Van Halen Right Dude has pipes and
0: charisma He can write a song But all it takes for people now on the radio is just Saying I love people were like oh yeah. god damn yeah i can remember turning the channel a few times here it's like it was a good song but I, there were a few times it was like oh not this again well and
1: i, well, I, I kind of remember hearing a little bit about like they were even fed up with that shit right. like god oh, we're this is not a song that is representative of us as a band yes it's a song that we did and we, it's a good song but yeah, come to our show listen to us we can do way more than the power ballad
0: but yeah i mean even uh you know i read an interview once with perry farrell from jane's addiction just saying like uh you know he's like one thing that he's like they were talking about you got a new tour coming up and he's like you know i don't know man i'm getting really fucking tired of coming out and singing the mountain song wow you know, yeah and to me it's like one of the best it's one of the best jane's addiction songs sure that's I mean, like that my fucking f- bass hook uh that and jane says has- yeah that bass. i mean you hear that fucking hook and but he's like wow it's like it but but he can't he was like i just can't do it anymore i mean you gotta understand when you're doing like that makes sense 40 50 dates across the country whatever and you're doing it every fucking night how he's like he's like and it's not about that i don't like the song it's just that it's burned out i man. can't keep, i can't keep the energy up for the fans for you know people who are in des moines versus the people who are in you know saskatchewan or whatever i can't i can't make it the same for them every night especially you know with that visceral scream that it starts out with and shit He's just like i'm faking it just to get through it. And he's like, I, I just can't see myself doing the mountain song every night of my life. Have to move on, have to do things. And I get that, that. makes sense. Yeah. sad. I mean, yeah. Yep. Yep. People mean But I sure as fuck want to hear it, you know? It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm glad I did the, the couple of times I saw him um, and they fucking killed it. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, don't blame him for it. You know, but I mean, that that wouldn't be an interesting um, talk to Christmas big just to see his perspective on that.
1: Yeah, that's what I want. That's like that whole.
0: Yeah, man. What's
1: it like to, you know, be on top and then all of a sudden because it's not fair.
0: No, it's not. You know, and, and not just that, but I mean, do you even get tired of hearing your own song going on? Over, sure. Over, like, right? yeah, I would imagine you know? I could, I would be with the, everybody else like, yeah, I'm tired of it too. Right. Right. Funny thing is, though, a few minutes ago, I did listen to like all that shit out on my uh, speaker before we get started. And I like, <laughs> and I was jamming to it. I was like, dun, 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 dun. just go ahead now. <laughs> like, well, it's because fun, I, had enough, I had enough space away from it that i had never, right <laughs> had never
1: right you ever um <laughs> you ever watch the show this i always get tickled by this but um uh how i met your mother
0: yeah <laughs> and
1: there's like an episode where uh one player. of the characters yeah the tape <laughs> player is stuck on the proclaimers 500 miles <laughs> uh- Right. It's like it just uh, they won't release and the tape. Would, so you just like, have to like, listen to that song. Of- <laughs> <laughs> right. and the other character's like, oh my God, I can't do it. And he's always like, yeah, it comes back around. And <laughs> like the next scene, that, and I would <laughs> what? They're just jamming yeah. out.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> but it plays constantly. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So one thing I think of is like, uh, smack your bitch up by the Prodigy. It's like that song is like one of my favorite fucking like kind of dark rave songs ever. Listen to it about four times in a row. You're done. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm.
0: Listen to it once every couple of months. It gets your juices flowing, you know? So yeah, it can definitely, any rock and roll can be overused. Any, any music can be overused.
1: Well, and even if you'd like, I could imagine being an artist and like, that's not even my favorite song that I wrote. You know, I like this song over here that nobody's saying shit about. That's the one I'm proud of. But everybody wants to hear this other one. Like, I, I could imagine being an artist and uh, being tired of your own song and being even thinking, this song? Yeah, I've got a better song over here. Uh-huh. This, I love this song that I wrote. The song that you're everybody's asking for yeah, I've always been so-so.
0: Yeah, it. I mean, I've heard that a lot from a lot of musicians who are just like, you know, we, we never thought that was going to be a, a single, you know, that we were just like, oh, yeah, I guess it's okay, but we think this one's better. And then, you know, the uh, the record company's just like, no, we think this is your single here. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they run with that one. All right. I Yeah, yeah. well, I get paid. Sure. So- Sounds good to me
1: that's what you think all right i thought enough of it to put it on yep tape you think they'll pay us for this Mm -hmm. one huh all right yeah well
0: gotta pay the rent yep i get that it's it is kind of amazing and it's kind of sad in some ways when you think about because especially for me my life has been shaped a lot by music um you know i don't Mm -hmm. i don't have like fucking 12 guitars nailed over my walls just because i i want to live in a tgi fridays you know i i I do it because music it does look cool i'm surprised my wife puts up with it really um it it looks like a hard rock cafe but it's it it's uh it's something that Music to me is just, it's been such a, I mean, I, I agree that, I mean, there's been a lot of, as some people say there's been a lot of cases where music has really saved my life. It really has. And there's listening to mm-hmm. the right song when I was just about done and it was just like listening to the right song listening to the right set, right set of music. And, uh, you know, my mother will even say, and she, and she lives here with me, you know, I'll go out to the Google home and I'll be like, uh, you know, name some, album and artist you know i'll be like uh hey google play uh Flesh for lulu postcards from paradise or whatever and she'll be like you know and she'll Mm -hmm. be like how do you know all of those songs and all of those because it'll it'll be endless some nights it'll be really obnoxious really to some people Mm -hmm. (laughs) but she's like how do you know the names also it's like because it's just it's super important to me it's it always has been i mean just. I'd rather have a song talk me through something sometimes than, than even a friend, you know? And, uh, but it's, uh, I got kind of to forgot what point I was making about it, but I think that, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. Well, I, I, I know the point now it's kind of unfortunate that the music industry or the radio industry has shaped that for people because of our exposure to hits, you know, what they think sells, mm-hmm. And it's like, part of it, it's like, I wonder how much of my love music or, or this song or that song is fake because it was manufactured by a record executive. You know, and, and maybe there's a song out there that would speak to sure. me beyond any of those that speak to me, but it just hasn't been released because some AR, because some yeah. A&R guy. How much is out there that right, will Because never some R guy said, yeah, that's not a hit. Or yeah, I'm not going to sign you. You know, and that's, I guess that's a good thing about YouTube have so things that people can do now. But they still need the exposure and help. But it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, hey, what song is out there that's really going to speak to me that just didn't make it onto Capitol Records, you know, or, uh, or sure. Carolina or, or Interscope or, or whatever, you know?
1: I have, uh, sorry, while you were talking, I was kind of pondering in my mind, and this is kind of an interesting thought to me. Like, how much of it, like, the artists that we enjoy or the songs that we get into, how much of it was the right timing for it to find us? With what's going on. on Like, if this song had found me a year sooner or a year later, maybe it it wouldn't have hit me the way that it did. And I'd have been like, yeah, that's okay. But because of when it found me. And when it hit. Or when when I I had just broken up with that bitch. I like broke my heart,
0: and then that hit at that same time, and that became the that became the heartbreak song for me. Yeah,
1: that's an interesting thought philosophically
0: and and timeline wise, it is. And I guess that's all we got, you know. And that's the thing; it's I I think that now with social media and now with the internet and everything, we can probably pull more things in, but I still don't think it's a perfect interface yet. No, we there's Mm -hmm. a lot. Oh, no, and no, it never, never will be. be. Because there's just too much content out there. And just, ugh. It's crazy to think about, though, those influences. People you meet and no. they had certain records, it, you know, and you didn't have those records, and you had some records they never had. And you get you, the the excitement when you found
1: something that nobody right. else that you know yep. knows, and being able to, like, no, don't go here. <laughs> we got <laughs> to right, right, check, yep. check this shit out. And it's just, you could have led, oh, and if they don't like it, you're just like, what yep. the fuck is wrong with you? This oh, like, is yeah, okay, I is have One
0: story about that I can remember, like uh, when the Doors movie came out, my my uncle was a huge Doors uh-huh. fan, and so was I. As a result, but I was a kid, you know. I, I don't know when the Doors movie came out, but I think I was about twelve. But I he had been pumping me on the Doors for like two years. And I was like, oh man, whatever, Uncle Kevin, this is just like old shit, you know. Mm-hmm. But then he really got me into it. And you know, like listen to LA Woman," and and some of those albums, and it's like I eventually got turned on. I was like, yeah, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And opening your door, you know, I mean, you know, some of those tracks were really deep cuts. And I started introducing it to my friends. You know, it's like, man, you got to listen to Doors. You got to. And at the time, these guys were listening to like Motley crew Poison, I Want Action. Um, you know that fun poppy hair metal. Here I go again, my white snake. Mm-hmm. The Doors is a hard sell at that point to thirteen-year-old boys, listening to glam rockers, you know, and hair bands. Right. I tried to put it on. Tried to put it on, and uh, I can remember one of my friends taking, and it was my only CD. Put in a CD player of of uh, the end. Of the Doors, He's like this is my favorite song, because this is the end of this fucking album. <laughs> he took it out and threw it on his bed i was like all right, right. fine yeah <laughs> for that oh man that gives me a really great <laughs> dick line so i'm like okay fine put it away in the cd player two weeks later the fucking doors movie comes out with val kemer guess what and everybody's like yep, oh, yep. hey can i right. borrow that Doors cd and burn it you know no fuck you or copy it on a cassette you know <laughs> Hey, can I borrow that and copy it? You know what? Fuck you. Go buy it. You know, why don't you give them a little revenue? Because last week, you threw it on your bed and said it sucked. So now Val Kimmer's in a movie. But now that it's popular. So kiss my balls. Yep, exactly. Pisses me off. And that's bandwagoners. That's kind of a thing that like,
1: uh, I I think you and I both have, uh, we've talked about it like it evolved past to a certain degree. Like, I, I think I went through a phase and I, you probably did too, where it, there was like, a, you get a little snobby yeah. with yep. your music. You don't know the band. I know. Like, oh, I can't. Yeah. Right. Right. And then, then like, we both know somebody that we're very close to who, if they, if they become popular, he's out. Oh yeah.
0: Yep. The, the whole sellout. Uh, and, um, Yeah. Right, they sold out. No, they got, they got paid, paid. Yep.
1: for doing something that
0: they should get paid for. Yep. Good for them. And, you know, unfortunately, the guy that we know is also a big Tool fan. Mm-hmm. And I guess apparently never listened to lyrics to Hooker with a Penis that, that, that <laughs> talks exactly about that and says on me, I quote Maynard James Keenan, Dumb fuck, I sold out long before you ever even knew me. I'd sell my soul to make a record shit and then you bought one <laughs> there's the point. right there's by no Maynard, no who is friends
1: out. with sammy hagar yeah, and there's yeah. no
0: such thing as selling out it's just a, I, i'd sell my soul to make a record that's what you don't fucking get i've been doing this for so many years and that's what i'm trying to do is make money at it and then the minute i do i'm a sellout Why? right you know you're not starving so right. fuck you and i mean i selling out is a fucking thing that's it's it's tricky right like we don't want to we yes. don't want to come on here and sell i don't know think of the worst fucking possible thing we can we don't want to be on here and do doing commercials for exxon oil you know right. we don't want to be on here and like being like hey come to the republican national convention you know we <laughs> that's not you know i wouldn't take that gig but you know what no. If somebody wants to come on here and offer me to sell a mattress or a pillow or a fucking, even a fleshlight, I, I'm cool with that. I, I don't give right. a chance. We, yeah, because we're broke as shit. Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, yeah, I've got standards, but just selling a lot of records of your work, of your records, how the fuck is that selling out? You know, it'd be one thing if you put your show on a Pepsi commercial, you know, But just becoming famous or becoming popular, that's not selling out. That's being successful, you idiot. That was the whole fucking idea. They want everybody to listen to it, and guess what? Everybody is. That irritates me for people who are trying to make money. Yeah, I don't. they, They deserve it. They deserve more than that.
1: No, they totally deserve it. Yep. That doesn't make their product
0: bad. No. You know, sometimes good stuff gets through i tell you what if 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 Maynard james keenan and tool made a song on their next record that said i'd like to buy the world a coke <laughs> right. i'd be like okay sold out <laughs> <laughs> perfect harmony yeah probably yep sold out but not when they're you know be becoming Thirsting. yeah but when, they're, right. when they're becoming popular selling songs about fisting people in prison i i don't right. i don't see that as selling out at all i'm sorry that's not that's not going to become popular hey guys want to go to fr- prison and fist somebody <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing to do now yeah that's not happening that's what all the cool kids that's are doing kids it. are fisting people in prison with coke <laughs> yeah. a cola hey you want to increase global warming and flood out california that's what everybody's doing it's cool yeah that's (laughs) yeah no yep nope tool still gets cool points i don't care no matter how much they sell Yep.
1: oh they've become
0: such beasts man an amazing artist dude i mean I don't have to plug that i mean they've done so well but i mean fuck and I like, I, I've got a soft spot for prog rockers Am my, anybody's willing to do a little thing, you know, a little bit different of a thing and just really kind of break out of the realm of what's going on. My kid just went to see the last tool show there in Kansas city. Yeah. I, I wanted to go to that. I'm excited for him. You know and I mean, it's just like, um, yeah, I've been, I've been to see them. So, I got it chalked up under my belt. That's one of the show I haven't got oh to see yet, and God, I was supposed you're to. out. I There's know. I know. Out. I was supposed they to. I had it all lined do, up. They do not miss a fucking note. They do not miss it. You know. Have you ever seen like you know when somebody does a high note on an album and then they go and they kind of they kind of fade it back live because they want to save their voice? Or right? or mm-hmm. does not do that shit at all. He gives it everything. Um it's studio quality sound it's it's just fuck it uh i i can't i can't suck their dicks enough it's it's fucking amazing i really can't <laughs> I, I you know i guess if they came in my house i'd just have been, okay All right. this is... <laughs> here we go i'm not gonna oh, like it but gonna... you deserve it <laughs> <laughs> i can't deny you <laughs> they'd probably be like um no thanks um you're <laughs> we just wondering you sure because the... i kind of feel like i Oh no, no come on it's okay just you know you just close your eyes yeah no thanks we we're just wondering if you uh we could borrow maybe you know <laughs> can we have a pork steak <laughs> can we get a pork steak no nope. well maybe blow jobs first though come on danny you're first yeah could you shave your beard at least or... no Mm. <laughs> oh boy that's going out there on in the internet probably
1: oh yep <laughs> maynard don't get no sloppy seconds you come on up here
0: <laughs> oh it was first flip a coin yep. great fucking band, oh. great fucking band. <laughs> my, my ultra realistic description of blowing them in my living room i'd like at least say good on you guys
1: <laughs> you did it <laughs> look at what you've done to me oh uh, be careful
0: with that you never know that, that could wind up on the next album <laughs> yeah
1: no well shit i was just thinking about the um God, why, why can't I think of the name of the song the thing where he took off of Art Bell um that whole thing with a fake collar that got to be like really huge that he was from the future oh yeah and yep. um ah, ah. why can't I think of the name of it yeah but it was totally
0: based off yes, of yes it was yep yep uh, uh, that's interesting that you bring you bring that up to um, people from the future um oh geez what was i gonna say um there's this uh um fab deal lot or oh god, what was it let's see here art bell tool I've got to google it now let's drive me nuts that's a bad tool fan, bad. Area 51, The Frantic Caller. Um, yeah, up the Olad. Or Faep the odd. I don't know. I never know how to... Voice of God is the inocular language. But that was, like, viral yes. before there was. Yeah, viral. Yeah. Let's see here. I'll try and play it through the uh, speaker, see if we can hear it. Probably going to get us kicked off, though. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. The Art Bell. I can hear that. Yeah, it's probably nah, just I'm going through anything. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. But I've heard there's a, uh, there's a new one. Apparently, these, more of these time travelers are coming out. Um, The fucking idiot um, mm-hmm. came out on some TV channel in L.A., claiming he was a time traveler, and he had this, like, sparkly red jacket. They blurred out his face, and I think he had some, like, red clear glasses on. And uh, I was watching the video, and I kind of paused and zoomed in on. He had these weird-looking gloves on. So I zoomed in on him. And for a second, I caught this image, and it said, like, F400 grip right on him. I was like, okay, I can surely Google that. And I did. And it's like his name was like Caspar from the future. And he was warning us about impending doom and, and global warming shit and whatever. And I was like, oh, grip right for, oh, those are football receiver gloves that you can buy at Walmart right now for fourteen ninety nine in the year <laughs> 2019. Right. It's like, ah, yeah. oh, you fucking asshole. But an interesting thing I found like linking around that was like something I never considered before. And did you look up what I was telling you about, about the bootstrap paradox? Mm-mm. So everybody knows about like the butterfly effect, right? And there's this idea that like, you know, uh, um, uh, what, what did that, I, I can't remember the story that it came from, um, uh, from uh, the butterfly effect, but uh, essentially it was a uh, sci-fi story. Um, oh gosh, there's a movie about it now and everything. Uh yeah, let's see if I can find it. It came from. Uh, let's see. Location of Man. Oh, that's not it. Uh, let's see. The Butterfly Effect Origin. Ah, but I don't know. But essentially, you know, they, these guys were. Uh, it's a scientific shorts or science fiction short, short story. Um, where, you know, people go back in the past. Hang on, I've got to find the name of that movie in order to, or the name of that book. Ray Bradbury, I think. A Sound of Thunder. That's it. A Sound of Thunder by Ray Bradbury. So essentially, Ray Bradbury's story is that uh, there's these people who create like a, a, a sort of service, a futuristic service, where they're able to go back in time Mm-hmm. And they allow big game hunters to go back and hunt dinosaurs, right? Uh, right, okay. but they but they find a spot in time where the dinosaur is about to die, right before that moment. So the big game hunter can shoot the dinosaur. The dinosaur falls. The dinosaur dies. But the dinosaur was going to die within seconds anyway, right? I don't know because like a log was going to fall on his head. I don't. I don't fucking know. Um, I read it a long time ago, but. Anyway, they're supposed to like stay on these pre-made paths and stuff that they that the other like time. Right, travelers so not like fuck with stuff too fuck much. Anything up. So so one story is like a guy goes back in time, goes to shoot the dinosaur, he steps off the path a little bit, steps on a butterfly. Right. But Bradbury's thesis is like that butterfly flapped its wings a couple of times a little farther. That kicked up a piece of dust. This piece of dust went up into the atmosphere and then triggered a slight molecular change in the wind structure. Right. A storm came as a result and created a hurricane on down the line. You know, I mean, through like 15 different fucking steps. Right. I'm familiar with the butterfly effect for what it is. Right. So, but the difference with the bootstrap effect. And one thing that's interesting about that is like, okay, somebody brings you a book at some point in time and drops it off on your front door. Right. And it says how to create a time machine. You know, you pick it up, you look at it, you think it's kind of bullshit for a minute, then you start building the time machine. Okay. And you think, well, maybe there's something to this. And then you build it. And then you put up the time machine. And then eventually you're like, wow, it's right. So you grab the book off the shelf, you jump into the time machine, you go back and you realize that you're the person who left the time machine book on your porch. Mm. But here's the fucking problem with it. With the, here's here's the the, paradox. The problem with the paradox is, who wrote the book? Because Mm -hmm. if you had the book and it was on your shelf, you didn't write the book. So you never knew how to create the time machine in the first place. So the book never existed. Right. And it's sort of like, it's sort of like going back and killing Hitler. Right. So we say, we're going to go back and, and kill Hitler. But the thing is, if you killed Hitler, when you were, going back in time how would you know that you ever needed to kill hitler because your existence is based on the fact that there never was a hitler right so how at so how can you say that you're going to go back and kill a hitler that never was because you already did that and some people can possibly argue well i'm talking about now versus then but still it automatically anything you do in the past like automatically undoes itself right So, how is it that it ever was? If you drowned a baby Hitler in a pond, how could you ever say that there was a Hitler that you needed to go back and drown in a pond? Right. I had good reason. What? That was a baby. Yeah. Motherfucker. (laughs) Well, yeah, beyond the fact that that's morally, like, fucking horrific. But still, yeah, and he could have made different choices. But still, the fact is, like then you eventually grow up, but you eventually grow up to do what you grow up in a life where there never is a Hitler. So how do you know in the future to go back and drown baby Hitler? Because he I, never I, was. It fu- sure? I find it interesting. Head. It fucks with your this, head. Yeah.
1: I f- this is a little bit different direction to go with it, uh-huh. but I, I, I find it interesting that like, that's, killing hitlers automatically like the first response if you could go back in time and kill hitler would you do it kill. yeah hell yeah fuck i would do it i was like well i i always think like what if he just like bought some of his art
0: <laughs>
1: right
0: <laughs> <Maybe like laughs> help him out
1: <laughs> get some of his paintings and make him think. god right. i want to keep doing
0: this be a little, be a little more productive yeah be, be a little right. more kind. hey i'm getting somewhere time. with this right <laughs> instead of letting them be pissed at,
1: nobody's buying my paintings yeah. ah, <laughs> i hate everyone granted kill it kill, take over the world way out
0: it's kind of funny that people think of it that way Yep. Let's kill a baby. It's like, no, nah, well, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe just buy a picture. You know, you know, maybe give him free rent for a month while he's a starving artist. That might help. Um, buy him a sandwich. Help him out. You know. Yep. Go back. Dress yeah. up like dress up like a Hasidic Jew and like you know give him like a thousand bucks. <laughs> maybe you know give a him thousand him bucks. Is that, yeah, is that a lot to pay to save like eleven million people? Probably not. That time, a lot of money. No, nah. <laughs> not a bad idea. <laughs> I think that's a
1: good idea. Just buy Hitler's paintings. Sure, give He'll him a lot of money for stop him, the whole thing.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, take like a chunk of gold worth like a thousand dollars U.S. back then. Fuck, that'd be a lot of cash. He might turn out to be a nice guy. He might. Oh, he loved the Joden. He <laughs> <laughs> bought my paintings. Yeah. Fuck, yeah, maybe he'd convert to Judaism. You never know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. You know, well, he, you you he was already,
1: paper. you know, biologically he was already halfway there.
0: Well, and that's why time travel is bullshit, really, though, isn't it? I mean, it was especially this guy that we saw, you know, this Caspar or whatever. It's like, he could have made so many more decisions than to go back to 2019 to tell us about impending doom that's coming from global warming you know like yeah you could go back a little further i don't know yeah yeah it well it's a good point you know it, we we do think about the terminator kind of aspect of time travel like let's go back and just kill right <laughs> and it's a, that's an
1: interesting question like yeah. how much of our, our thoughts are influenced by those kinds right. of exposures. and our beliefs
0: yeah because maybe just going back in time and just buying somebody lunch would have been nice you know Right. You never know what that could have done. Hey,
1: maybe this bad day was the turning point for this, you know, individual. Right. Who changed history. Yep. Right. Maybe if somebody had just said, hey, man, you need someone to talk to today.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, I can't imagine. I mean, fucking, you know, you just had some car problems. I mean, just what what would happen if somebody like just came back? Hey, let me pick that up for you. Yeah. (laughs) Not saying you're going to go on a rampage, but you know.
1: You right, but the, I, I can't say that I haven't had thoughts like, fuck my life. Right, right. And if, In those and if moments. you're a Hitler,
0: you know, best thing for you. You never know. You never know.
1: No, you don't. Huh. Well, That's we've gone some interesting places tonight. We yeah. need a back, ba- little uh, back to basics.
0: Yeah, it was good. I had a good time. We had a good time just hanging
1: and chatting.